Hey, happy new year. First Monday of 2020. And we want to welcome you back to the Sports Business Podcast. I am your host, Eric Compton, a.k.a. Mr. Town Business. And as always, it's been a hot minute, but we always together. I got my co-host, my battle buddy, my brother from another mother, Mr. Brian Bearfield, a.k.a. Big Sarge. BB, what's popping, man? Happy new year, man. Hey, what's going on, y'all? Happy new year. Happy Kwanzaa, Ash Wednesday, Juneteenth, Groundhog Day, um, Kids Day, Grandparents Day, all that other stuff, man. What's going down, baby? It's been a minute, E. It's been a hot minute, bro. Like, for real, like, a hot minute. So, uh, I'm excited. We, we, we been, we've been broadcasting saying that we was going to do it. We was going to do it big this year, 2020. Um, and we doing it. So I'm super duper excited. I'm happy to be back on the air. Um, I'm happy to be with back doing it with you. Um, it ain't never right without you on the airwaves. So I'm just super duper excited that we are doing this. It's official tissue. The band is back together and it, it, it ain't going to stop this year, man. That come with a gift card or any money? Because if so, I'm here for it. <laughs> like, I mean, how about how about a pair? Of, uh, let's see, they got some. He got game reverse retro 13s that come out on Saturday. I mean, I don't know if you, I don't know if you've seen them, but they kind of fire. But you know, you know, that's bro, just, I'm just mad that I missed out on the Colin Kaepernick Air Force One. Somebody asked me about them, and I was like, bro, with all due respect to brother Kaepernick, man, why did he have to do black Air Force Ones, man? What? Hold on. <laughs> in, 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 look, in his defense, he did black and with the white, what was it, the white bottoms, right? It was some white bottoms, but still, bro, like, it's a black Air Force One, man. And I don't know if my, the listeners know that are listening to this. By the way, side note, it is available on all platforms. So wherever you get your subscriptions at for your podcast, it's there. S-P-R-T-Z-B-I-Z-N-E-S-S. Uh, so for our new listeners, like, for the listeners... If they don't know what Black Air Force One's, the whole meaning behind it, they might want to go hit that Urban Dictionary. So I get what Colin Kaepernick was kind of, you know, throwing this flash of white in, but bruh, I couldn't so, get... <laughs> so here's my thing, E. Like, because I, I used to own a pair of uh, uh, Negro League Black Air Force Ones. Not all black, but the same. It's like pretty much the same shoe that Colin Kaepernick is right now. So it wasn't all black. Like, first of all, let me tell you something. Dudes who wear all black forces, one, will fight. On no site. On site. Child support office, WIC office, food town, wherever. Like, they will fight. Like, I always feel like if I see a dude with, Air Force, with black Air Force Ones on, he'll take his shirt off anywhere. Like, what's up? With the with the wave cap, not the wave cap like the one that you buy at Sally's, the one where you cut your grandmama pantyhose and tie the knot at the top. So he got that uh-huh. going. You know what I'm saying? So, like, side on seat, he gonna take the shirt off, and he gonna want to square up with you, like, no matter where you at, bro. Like you said, Shipley's Donuts. <laughs> e, E, any dude that wear black Air Force Ones, you know he got a pair of the boys in the hood, Ice Cube house shoes, in the trunk or at his house somewhere. Wearing some Jabos. <laughs> 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 so, yeah, so, hey, I, I, I support Brother Kaepernick, but, bruh, Perception is greater than the reality, and the fact I would have bought them and just had them on ice and just kind of kept them as a sentiment of value. Like, hey man, I do got them, but bruh, if they they just all black Air Force ones, I can't, I couldn't do it, man, I couldn't. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, look, look, 
I get it. I understand. So, hey, with that being said, man, we got an action-packed show tonight. It is The show is going to be available every Monday night. So when you're on your way to work, just hit that notification button. You're going to get that podcast on your way to work to drive in. So, anywho, with that being said, man, we got a lot to cover, man. It was wild-card weekend in the NFL. It had a lot going on. But before that, man, this one franchise, man, not to mention, they the most rich, they're the most highest-value franchise in sports. And that means world soccer, uh, rugby, cricket. Any sport that you can think of, it's the highest value sport. Uh, it's the highest value team. And for some reason, they always like to bogart something that's going on because, well, you're a fan of them. Um, because they all, they're just that team and they just have that galore. Man, so it looks like uh, Jerry Jones then did it again. He then stole the thunder of the NFL. And now, uh, out of the clear blue, after a great weekend of wildcard football, the Cowboys, after they officially, like, it was on some crazy stuff. Like, it was on, a, like, a relationship joint where Jason Garrett was like, hey, you, we done this relationship done. But Jerry, Jason Garrett's like, nah, baby girl, let me give me one more chance. Out here singing that Biggie Smalls. And, and Jerry Jones was like, eh, hold on, wait a minute. Let me see if the side chick ready to move in and be the main chick. And so him and Mike McCarthy had a little slumber party last night. They was out here test driving some things. And next thing you know it. They sat there and told Jason Garrett yesterday, yeah, man, this relationship ain't working out. The side chick is now the main chick. What's up, Mike McCarthy? He's now the head coach of your Dallas Cowboys. What you thinking, man? Is a hot, not cop or drop, man? So here's the thing. First off, side note, bro, yes, the Dallas Cowboys are the uh, uh, highest, highest grossing sports franchise there is. Like, yeah. but I didn't know until, so I guess a couple of years ago, I didn't realize how much money these club league teams make. These soccer Guap. club leagues. Guap, bro. Guap. Man. And then I'm seeing how much they paying these players to play. So yes, I can see bro. why LeBron is involved. Like James Harden, it got involved as well. So I could see how these, these athletes are like, yo, I'm going to put my money in some of these clubs. I didn't know they made that much money. They make bank, bro. Like them, and it's crazy thing about it. It's generations passed down, like with these season ticket holders. So, like, take um, Barcelona fo- uh, football club out there in Spain. Like, it's so hard to get season tickets, man. You, I mean, it's just practically impossible. So, yeah, man. Yes. So that's what. So the fact that the Cowboys are worth more than some of these soccer teams overseas, woo. Yeah, man. And so getting back to the Mike McCarthy hire, I like, it. and I'm gonna tell you the reason why I like it. I like it because. There had to be somebody coming into the Dallas Cowboys organization that the players can respect, but can also be like a yes man to Jerry Jones. Because Mike McCarthy is one of those non-confrontational type guys, so I don't see him, you know, bucking the system. But by the same token, I think Jerry has some respect for him. And the players look at him as, okay, well, with Green Bay, you were successful. You had, uh, you know, you won a Super Bowl. Dak can look at it like, well, this guy coached Aaron Rodgers, so, you know, he can tell me some things and he can teach me some things. So, I like it. I like the Mike McCarthy hire. And I know it's not it, it, it's not the big splash that everybody thought it was going to be. And I don't know how much impact he's going to have right off the rip. I just know that the Dallas Cowboys have a lot of talent. But I said this earlier today, E, and it's not, for me, it's not so much Mike McCarthy becoming the head coach as I am concerned about who he gets to surround himself with. And now, so I don't like the fact that they went out and hired Mike Nolan, the Saints linebacker coach, as a new defense former, former 49er coach that was just hot garbage over there. Um, and, yeah. and, my, and that's my thing. I'm like, 
Jerry, you had Chris Richard, and unless Chris Richard has been promised a head coaching job, there's no possible way you should let him walk out of the front, uh, walk, walk away from the franchise. There's a lot of people who are talking about how the Cowboys defense played. The defense played that way because the coaching staff had given up on Jason Garrett. Well, not there's to mention, of- not. Uh-huh. The play yeah. caller, right? Well, well, and there was like it was like a cold defensive coordinator thing. Rob Marinelli had got to the point where he's like, "Yo, I'm gonna let him, I'm gonna let him call the plays." And so, even if so, even if if Rob Marinelli is out and Christian Shaw doesn't have a job, I would bring it back in and let it be cold defensive coordinator with Mike Nolan. Like these and these the players respect him. But the issue with the Dallas Cowboys has been that every everybody on that coaches, well I put like this, almost 80 to 85% of the coaching staff is prior former Cowboys. If you look yep. at it, Jason Garrett used to play for the Cowboys. Kellen Moore. Kellen Moore, John Kidna, uh Mark Colombo. Yeah. Uh, I think Gary Brown, the running back coach, I don't even remember if, I know he used to play for the, the Oilers, but I don't know if he ever played for them. But there's a lot of, Nate, uh, not Nate Newton, um, Andre Garrard, I don't know if you remember him. He's out of, a, and I remember him because he played football here in Houston at North Shore High School. Yeah. He was the center. He was the center for the Cowboys at one point. Yeah, I know that name. Yeah, so there's too many. There, there's too many. So if they can flush out that system and Jerry get some guys in there, or allow Mike McCarthy to get some guys in there, that's going to be different than the Cowboys' way, but that but are good at football. I think it can work. Yeah, actually, I, I, I at first I was like, I think I asked you actually this morning when I heard about Mike McCarthy or, and I got to thinking. I said, well, this actually been, uh, he's won a Super Bowl. He's been to the playoffs, I believe, nine, nine, 13 years he was up at Green Bay. You get, he was able to kind of take Aaron Rodgers to the point of no return where, you know, it just gets to that point where the, the two head, you know, the, they've done the best that they could to do together. And it's just the passions for both parties. I think it's a great, I think it's going to work. The question is, like you said, they bring Mike Nolan. Like that was really, really odd. I mean, I didn't even know he was still in the league, to be honest with you. I didn't know he was a linebacker's coach. Like, after he left San Francisco, I was like, he needed to go. Um, so, so the fact that they, the fact that they brought him, I was like, oh, word. Char thing is very, very interesting because it seems like everybody he likes this. If I'm not mistaken, he was a defensive quarterback when they won, when Seattle won the Super Bowl. He was on the staff, and I think Dan Quinn, the defensive coordinator, actually come. Um, I'm, I'm, I'm with it. Um, I have the jobs. I don't, this is the best one, actually. Or this is a team that should have went to the playoffs, barring you know them goofing up the last game against Philadelphia. They basically got in on the default. So, you know, this has the, this team has the most talent, even with the minus Amari Cooper, um, who's in a contract year. Who I don't, I see them resign. Um, I don't, I don't see it happen. Then you got uh, who I think. Do you think they're gonna franchise him? Because I see, I could see him franchising him one more year to see what he could do. But Dak Prescott didn't have a bad year, so there's a lot of things that Mike McCarthy has. The defense was banged up this year. I believe the last four to five games of the season. 
the secondary got back uh, banged up. Byron Jones wasn't as he was held. He was uh, scratched out of a couple of games this year. So, I mean, they got enough talent to get you to the playoffs. You're gonna have a fully focused Ezekiel Elliott. He's got his contract. He's ready to play. Um, he started showing. He started showing his form towards the middle, towards the late half of the season. So I think it's enough enough there for for them to take place. And not to mention, they're in a sorry NFC East division, bro. Like the Philadelphia Eagles. Yeah. yeah. You know what I'm saying? So the Washington Football franchise, they they got an owner that don't know what holidays what. They're on New Year's Day talking about half Thanksgiving. Out of yeah. all the. Out of all the holidays that you want to say off of your team name, that's the one that you want to do? Okay. The New York Football Giants, bro, I don't know what they got going on, but they're a mess. Um, then you got the Philadelphia Eagles who, I mean, we're going to talk about them in a few minutes. They don't. They seem like everybody going IR by the time they hit week three. So now you next, next thing you know it, by the time they're coming into week 16, week 17, they got a whole bunch of practice squad players that are literally playing for, you know, just playing as fill-ins. And somehow they make things happen. So that they got that going to get the working in the favor. So I expect, I expect the Cowboys actually just off a of default, bro. I expect the boys to win at least 10 games next season, man. And I think with coaching, I think they won what eight games this year. I think yeah. two or three of those losses, they could have flipped them into wins if they had the right coach. I really they did. had a if they had to cut the kicker earlier. They could have won more games. If they could have just got like they should have been got rid of him. That 60 yard kick that he made early in the season helped him prolong his career a couple more weeks <laughs> and it should not have been but yeah i think that if the i think that the dallas cowboys would be making a huge mistake if they don't go ahead and sign dak prescott to a contract right now and the reason why i say that is because if he did these types of numbers with the with john kitten and kellen kellen moore and jason garrett leading him when you bring in the offense in mind like mike mccarthy he's only going to take him up another notch and if he takes him up another notch, then that's more money added to the contract that Jerry's going to have to sign. So if I'm Jerry, I'm looking at it like I brought Mike in because I think that he's a really good offensive mind. Yeah. And if he does what I need him to do with Dak and put us, it put us in a position to where we need to be. Is there, and I'm speaking as if I'm Jerry Jones. Um, if, if he puts us in the position of where we need to be, I'm going to end up paying more money than I wanted to because now if Dak's numbers is like this, they're going to go up, up more. And so I would not. You, you mentioned, uh, uh, so I'm sorry. So I would give him a contract already. Zeke Elliott. Zeke Elliott did not get in shape. He wasn't in football shape until week 10. Yep, yep. And once he got in football shape, you seen the old Ezekiel. And it was a lot, a lot of it was his fault because, you know, he came into camp out of shape. But I also agree with him, like, yo, you got to get your money early oh, enough yeah, for sure. from the running back position. For sure. I think that uh, I, I would bring back Amari Cooper. I definitely uh, would bring back Amari Cooper. That's you, though. You. And, I mean, and, and I'm, I'm going to tell you why, Ian. Then I'm, the reason why I'll bring him back, Mike uh, Mike McCarthy, I think, can work and get Dak, bring him up to speed to be able to call more plays and better plays for to get Amari Cooper involved and Michael Gallup. It's on the defensive side of the ball where the Cowboys are going to have the issue if they don't resign like Byron. If they don't resign Byron Jones, they're going to have an issue. Yeah, they are. Um, Here's the only reason why I say you got to resign Amari Cooper. What did they give up Amari Cooper for? Two first round, uh, first rounder last year. Yes, it was just one, right? Yeah, it was one first round and I think a second round, if I'm not mistaken. So you give up Amari Cooper for one first rounder and I believe a second rounder. 
only for him to play a season and a half and then you let him walk. So that, I mean, you got to think about the gains and your losses at that point. So you could basically had him on a one-year loaner, technically, a one full season loaner for him just to walk away. Um, yeah, at that point, you got you to resign Amari. But if he's asking for top wide receiver money, I don't know. There's about four five dudes right there off the top of my head I can name that are a lot better than him. And the crazy think- thing... Go ahead. No, 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 no. Go ahead. I'm sorry. No, I was going to say, and I think has all of the potential to be a, a, a DeAndre Hopkins, a, a, a Julio Jones. A, 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 what, what, I'm trying. I know there's a couple other people off the top of my head that I'm probably missing. Uh, Tyreek Hill. Uh, uh, who else out there, man? Um, you talking about wide receiver? Yeah. Oh, this, oh, uh, Devontae Parker. Devontae, oh. Devontae oh. Adams out of Green Bay. Uh, my man out there in New Orleans, Michael Thomas. Like he has Godwin, Godwin and Mike Evans out of uh, Tampa uh, Bay. Tampa Bay. Them yeah. Both of them. Both of them boys. They're gonna be beasts. Yeah. So. Yeah. But yeah, but Amari Cooper played hurt a lot this year too, E. So I want people to take that into consideration is that he played hurt a lot. He played hurt a lot in Oakland too, though. So now, really? yeah, he had a concussion, toe injury, hamstring injury. Like he had a lot going on in Oakland too. So I think the first two seasons he actually balled out. And then the last season going into the, the year that he got traded, it was like, eh, you cool, but you starting to rack up on the injury. So he's starting to remind me a little bit of Adrian. Uh, can I, Scott, go ahead. Can I side note something real quick, E? Since we're talking about Alabama wide receivers, right? Since we're talking about an Alabama wide receiver. So you seen that uh Judy, right? Uh, yeah. Uh what's his first name? Is it Jerry? Jerry Judy. Jerry Judy. Mm-hmm. It's coming out, right? He's declared for the 2020 NFL draft, and he is the wide the all-world wide receiver with world-class speed coming out of the University of Alabama, right? Yeah. So, I, 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 because when we started talking about Amari Cooper, like I said, it piqued my interest. I mean, it, it made my mind go to a place of thinking about Alabama wide receivers. And do you know where they have this young man predicted to go, to be drafted to? Number f- who has a fourth pick, right? Say, I don't know, Giants like that? Uh, then well, I you must look at a different mock draft because the mock draft I looked at has them going at the uh Arizona Cardinals pick seventh, right? Yeah, they got them going all the way down there, they got them going seventh because uh, Cincinnati don't need no wide receiver, they're yes, not they do. Pick, yeah, they I'm do. saying they're not gonna pick the wide receiver, they're gonna take the yeah. quarterback. Yeah, Washington is, and then uh, I don't know who's number three, um, New York. Oh, no, New no. York. I, well, I don't know. Let me look at the draft lineup right now. Because I know number five is Miami. That I do know. Uh, and so, and, and I'm sorry that I should have had this prepared. And I apologize for putting you on the spot like this. But the reason why I said they, I've been reading mock drafts of Jared Judy going to the Arizona Red Raiders is what I like to call it, which AKA Arizona Cardinals. Bro, I don't know if you remember me putting this out on social media. I said in two years, if they get the right equipment. And by equipment, I mean the right players around Kyler Murray. Arizona Cardinals are going to be good. If they get him Judy, if they get Kyler Murray Judy, bro, you're looking at they will be in the playoffs in two years. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, number one right now, uh, you got Cincinnati. Number two is the Washington. Three is Detroit. Number four is the Giants. Number five is the Dolphins. Number six is Chargers. Number seven is 
actually uh, the Carolina Panthers, and then number eight goes to the Arizona Cardinals. Red oh, Raiders. eight then. Okay, my bad. Number eight. So yeah, um, yeah, that then uh, with with Gerald on that other side. If you remember the uh, that Brown guy, he's pretty good. Uh, not to mention that they won five games to tie their sixth game. So. I mean, they only lost 10, so, they, I mean, they gave San Francisco a run for their money both games. They beat Seattle out of the clear blue, so. They, they got have, Kirk. They got Christian Kirk. They also got, uh, what's the, they got the running back out. David Johnson. From Miami. No, yeah. not, no, the, the backup to the, well, Drake. Should be started. Yeah. Drake. And he balled out the end of the season. Yeah, because he wanted to go to, like, he wanted out of Miami. So, I think, I think Jerry, and I think Jerry Judy, actually, to me, has college, uh, Polished uh, draft prospect prospect coming out this year as well. So um, back to Amari Cooper. I mean, I think you got to give him the money just because of what so much that you gave up um, to get him, and to for him just to kind of you just use him on a one year loaner. It don't really you know as far as your gains and your losses, it just don't look too good, man. But uh, you know, I, I like to pick with the Cowboys with Mike McCarthy. I think it'll be it'll be an interesting year for them. But moving along, man. Like I said, it was wild card weekend, so we just gonna move right around these uh, subjects real quick, man. Quick fire, well, I'm a rapid fire, man. Did the new hit hose last night, man? Oh yeah, against the uh, Minnesota Vikings. Yes, they did. They got Ooh. that that that. So I earlier so uh, for those of you all who are just you know tuning in or listening to the uh, to this podcast for the very first time, I, I'm the sports editor for the Houston Style Magazine, so I cover the professional sports here in Houston. That includes the Astros, the Rockets, and the Texans. And so this year, before the regular season, the NFL regular season started, the NFL refs came in right after one practice during training camp. So they brought us in to talk to actual NFL referees to talk about the rules and things like that. You didn't like tell that. me the story. Huh? You didn't tell me the story. I didn't tell you that that that, that uh that they said that I was in a room Not full of there, bro. Nah. Yeah, I was in a, yeah, me and me and Grand Spirit was in there. Okay. <laughs> yeah. And so we're sitting in a room with the referees and you know, they take us through this video, Troy Vincent talks in the beginning and then the refs take you through the rules and then the rule changes and at the end they allow you to ask questions and so you got the head referee in there you got the side judge the line judge the uh, like they're all in they're, the, there's one group whatever so you know they travel in teams right right, so right right whatever team it was that was there to ref the Detroit Lions uh, Houston Texans uh, preseason game Okay. So one of the questions I had was I asked because it it always it, it it bothers me when it comes to pass interference in the in college game and in the pro game because in college it's only fifteen yards and it's a spot foul in the NFL. I hate that rule, bro. I really do. And so I asked. I was like, "Why?" And they couldn't. And then the head head uh, guy couldn't give me a definitive answer. He said. Well, it's just because it's been that way. And so that and that was the whole answer. So then we got to talking about I said, okay, I said, as 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 time has gone on within these last couple of years, you all have made it not you all, but the NFL has gone to a more offensive game and it's putting the defensive back at uh, a disadvantage. Mm -hmm. I said, especially when it comes to pass interference. So can you please explain to me what offensive pass interference is? 
And exactly what Kyle Rudolph did yesterday when he extended his arm to get separation, the full arm extension, that should have been offensive pass interference on how it was explained to me. And so, yes, I think that the Saints got holes. And I think that, like, I'm going to be honest with you. I, I just think that it's the Saints now. I think that it's the Saints. And it won't change. Like, maybe they'll start changing once Sean Payton is gone and Drew Brees is gone. Then the NFL will come in and be like, all right, well, we're ready to give you all another chance. But until then, everything, every call is going to go against them just because they made the loudest noise, which they should have. I mean, the way that that game ended last year was a great Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. All right, so I'm actually this, this morning, and I that's the only reason why is because you were the first – your access was actually the easiest way for me to talk to you. Yeah, so, thanks, brother. Like, for, a, for a reference right now. So, I'm crediting my battle buddy, Brian Barrett. He was able to compile all the stats, and he laid them out like this. Ace actually had 12. They punted the ball five. They got two field goals, touchdowns, one interception, one fumble loss, missed field goal. Missed field goal that halftime was very, very So... With that being said, it's very, very hard for me to say the Saints got hold, especially on that interception that Drew Brees threw. Like, bro, he bombed the ball within, like, what was it, two or three people within that vicinity going toward I forgot who he was even throwing it. He bombed it. Just, and it got picked off. The uh, the kicker, who had a field goal, like 18 straight kicks, he ended up uh, squibbing the kick uh, right before halftime. And then you had, and then then the fumble loss. So I, I just think of those three miscues. And then not to mention, they didn't even really utilize Jared Cook all like that, um, like they should have been using him. Cook was almost a non-factor yesterday. So I, I just I, I don't know all on one play when this team that was favored, I want to say by like ten points or something like that, should have should have beat a a, a, a very. Uh, a very, I don't know, a simple quarterback who who, who hasn't been able to show up. Um, shout out to the Vikings, though. Their defense held it down. They held that explosive offense um, in check where they basically bottled up Drew Brees and they had to use Taysom Hill for trick gimmick plays and things like that. But I feel like they didn't use Alvin Kamara. He couldn't get involved. Just doing a one-two combo. Once you've seen Kamara not being able to uh, uh, pound the ball away, you got Latavius Murray, who's a dog. Um, who probably had something to prove against his old former team that he played for last year. Should have started feeding him the ball. You should have started playing off of uh, Michael Thomas. If you don't see that, try looking again. Start looking at Jared Cook. So it was just very excuse for me to be like, hey, play alone. So I'm going to sound like a broken record. I'm just going to preface my <laughs> statement by saying that I'm going to sound like a broken record. And I, I, I have almost the exact um, take the, the identical take that I had coming out of the NFC Championship game between the Saints and the Rams on last year, and like I said earlier, we know how that you know how that in controversial call ended pretty much ended the game for the Saints. So if you think back to the 2000, uh, I'm sorry, think back to the 28 2019 NFC Championship game, the NFC Championship game between the Rams and the Saints, Drew Brees played horrible. Like, true, true. In that yeah. game, he yeah. played horrible, right? He, yeah, yeah, you're right. You're... But that one play, 
that he threw to the wide receiver and it should have been called pass interference, no matter how bad he had played up to that point, he made the right play at the right time. It should have been called, right? True. So, fast forward to this past weekend, the 2020 uh, 2020 NFL wildcard game between the Saints and the Vikings. No matter how bad the Vikings, I mean, I'm sorry, no matter how bad the Saints played up until that play in overtime, no matter how bad they had played all the way up to that one play, right? Mm -hmm. They got hosed on that one play. So I know how bad they played, but if you go back and you look, that's almost the equivalent to the pass interference call that was not called on last year. If they make that, let's say, let's just say they make that call. They make that call and the Vikings, because that was, wasn't that third down? It was third, yeah. It was third down. Yeah, it was so third the Vikings, down. It was third down because so, they had stopped two runs uh, in the first two plays. You're right. It's third down. So if the Vikings don't, if they call pass interference, that takes them back. They're kicking a field goal on fourth down. Drew Brees gets a chance to win the game. So that's what I'm saying. It's like, no matter how bad, like, and I know they played bad. They had, look, they had five straight, they mean, so they, yeah, they had five straight possessions of, I think it was three punts, an uh, interception, and a missed field goal. Mm-hmm. And I don't, and I'm with you. I don't know who Drew Brees was throwing to right before the two minute warning. I don't know who he was throwing it to, but five Down. possessions. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> and like I said, interception, missed field goals, and then three straight punts. They were playing terrible, but E. When you get down to the nitty-gritty, the bottom of it, if you look at it, that one play could have changed the game because they would have pushed them back. That would have been 10 yards, right? 10 yep. yards. Yeah. And now I don't think that Zimmerman, uh, Mike Zimmer is going for it on uh, fourth and 14. He's taking the three. He's going to get the three points. But, okay, so that. So, yeah. So, two, run, so two failed runs. They give uh-huh. the Kyle Rudolph. He does the push-off. Okay, I got you on that. I'm not disputing that it's not offensive pass interference. But Pete Gang, before those two run stops on first and second goal, what about that bomb, that YOLO ball that uh, Kirk Cousins threw? Uh, I believe it's a straight YOLO bomb that he threw and dropped it on time. I mean, the defense did not play as as they've been playing all year too, though. And that's yeah, what I'm yeah. saying. So, right. so, so I'm not, I'm not. I, I see what you say. Like, I, I, I think the call, if you're asking me, do I agree with the call? Yeah, that was offensive PI, but there were so many other things. And and I and the people are, you brought up a great point about Drew Brees. He played a horrible game, last NFC Championship game, and it got all the way up to that one call. Yeah. I'll let this just hide under the whole Drew Brees factor. They didn't play good. And that bomb that Kirk Cousins threw to Adam Thielen, that should have never happened, bro. Before even that, before we even got to it. So I, I think we need to take the notion off of Drew Brees and look at some of the DBs. They had Jack Rabbit Jenkins who came from uh Giants that uh Lat- the Lattimore dude, like they, there's a two solid and I think Jordan Jenkins or somebody hurt before, but that was just a bad, like just I think it was on a third down and you out here on a check zero, just one on one, and you just throw a bomb like that. It's just bad, man. And they and, and they were having issues going through it because you remember Lattimore and uh, defensive back coach Aaron Glenn got into it. They got into it, yeah. Sideline. Yeah, so they, there was some bad. I put it like this: there was some bad juju. There was some bad yeah. chemistry. Yeah. I just look at it as. So I'm gonna take you back to the beginning of the game after the Adam Thielen fumble, right? Okay. They should have scored Thielen. a touchdown then. Huh? They should have scored a touchdown then too. When they kicked the field goal, right? Yep. Mm-hmm. 
So what I'm saying is, is that you call the pass interference, you put the ball back, they got to kick a field goal. They can't go out on fourth down and not score and give Drew Brees the ball with the all he needs is a field goal to win the game. Yeah. So you don't, and that's what I'm saying. You 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 did you took it out of their hands because you did not make the correct call, and the correct call would have been offensive pass interference. So that's what I'm saying. Like I felt like they got holes. I'm not saying that the Saints didn't play a bad game. Okay. Okay. Uh, Drew Brees played. I, I I just don't. Drew Brees. Drew Brees played a bad game. Michael Thomas only had 70 yards receiving. Mm-hmm. And you gotta give, but you gotta give credit to the Minnesota Vikings. That's what I'm saying. Dalvin you cannot you can't no Dalvin Cook came in and did what he was supposed to do. 95 yards. Um, you know, um, um Kirk Cousins didn't play the best of games, but he, he, he played a good sequence. He played a good drive. And that's he kept them above drive, water. He didn't turn the ball drive. over. Yeah, yeah. He he kept he played he did what a game manager is supposed to do. Don't turn the ball over. Rock. I think he led the no, he didn't lead the league in Russia, but well, leader in Russia, you found the rock two weeks. Thielen probably had his best game. Stefan Diggs kind of got in the mix. Um, they used Herb Smith as well as Kyle Rudolph. So they get Kirk Cousins managed the game. He, like at the end of the day, all you got to tell Kirk Cousins, bro, please don't turn the ball. Oh, we asking everything else we can do. The deep they played a stellar game. I mean, they they do so. I'm not disputing that. I'm wasn't offensive pass interference, but I'm definitely there was a lot of miscues on Saints. And I mean, if we want to call it spade a spade, they should have beat that. They should have beat the Falcons, and they wouldn't even have to worry about this, and they'd have a first round. So, I mean, we there's a lot of levels to it. Where we're there and say that you know the Saints this should uh, have should have did what to do. You know? Yep. Yeah. So and, and I agree, but I just like I just honestly still truly feel that they got they got holes on that one call. Uh, uh, so you telling me no, no, he didn't I, have clear separation? No, no, I But there were so many other miscues that led all the way up to where it got to, is what I'm saying. That bomb that was just a straight YOLO throw, but like that's just I'll I'm man and stuff. I'm just gonna fling it out there and just hope somebody catches it, man. So I'm not disputing offensive passing. That was offensive PI for sure for sure. So, yeah, uh, yeah, I like to use this example. I, I, I never forget back in 2012, I was uh, doing reclass down in Fort Sam Houston in San Antonio, right? And so I don't remember who the Lakers were playing. I cannot remember what team the Lakers were playing. But Kobe was having a terrible game. When I said terrible game, Kobe probably was at one point two for 15. Like a, a horrible game, but he <laughs> kept shooting and he kept shooting, right? So yeah. through three quarters, through four quarters, through four quarters, he was having a horrible game, but the team was still in the game. So Kobe, I'm mean, when I say that he was thinking up Staples Center, I mean he was thinking it up. Okay. Still in the game. Okay. You know who hit the game winning shot? Kobe. And when Kobe hit the game winning shot, do you think anybody cared about the fact that he had missed 15 or 17 shots? Probably not. And so that's all I'm saying. It's like, like nobody would remember the bad game that Drew Brees and that Sean Payton called it. Because, I mean, if, if we're going to call a spade a spade, because there's a lot of times, E, that Sean Payton and Drew Brees, gets, they get a lot of passes, too. A they lot, do. They get they a do. lot of passes. People don't criticize. There's no possible way you're ending the game with a timeout, and you take a 10 second runoff. 
and that was stupid. And then it kept the timeout. Yeah, yeah, that was. Dumb. You, you see what I'm saying? So I'm not giving them a pass. All I'm saying yeah. is that one play can change the game. Hey, Pete. Right, that, that that sequence right there. Pete <laughs> Carroll esque. Uh, so yeah, we'll see what happens. Uh, Minnesota rolls into San Francisco this weekend. Uh, we'll see. Um, we'll see. Um, but moving and something uh, I think no people are shocked but people and I think people people are kind of shocked that it really happened but I mean I'm not really surprised it happened and I think that's the 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 the, the elephant in the room is that the Tennessee Titans hush hush they've been low-key balling the last five or seven since they kind of transitioned from Mariota to uh, Ryan Tannehill and they went into New England they thought I don't know. That might be the end of the Brady Belichick area, but uh, what, what did you? Uh, is it time to start thinking about man? The Brady Belichick era is really over. Because my, I, I'll hear what you gotta say, and then I'll give you what I gotta say. You know, E. If this was back in like 1989, 1991, when I was slim, trim, bicycle rim, you know, I was <laughs> sexy. I could take my shirt off anywhere. Look, I could be like the dudes who wear the black forces. I'm taking my shirt off everywhere. <laughs> back then, I could literally pat myself on the back. But we talking about 2020. You know, I'm older now. I gained a little more weight. I can't reach back there. I gotta look. I gotta get go old school to get on the corner of the wall just to scratch my back. So, <laughs> but if I could pat myself on the back, e, I would definitely pat myself on the back because I, you know, and look, I wasn't the only one that called it. Of course, I'm not saying that I was by myself when I called, but and I didn't even call it an upset. I'm not saying it's I, not an I upset. Think, but I did say that. Hey, look. At the end of the day, I'm looking at the New England Patriots and I'm saying to myself, you can't stop that bus. Like E, ooh, E, you're the best person to ask this question to. Did you see the did you see the question I asked on uh on social media? What was it? If you what was it? If Derrick Henry was running and it was again something about your, your, your significant other, what would you do? I said, would you rather look, would you rather tackle Derrick Henry or stay with your ex who cheated on you for a year and y'all couldn't break up? Oh man, bruh, uh, man. Yeah, I, I know your answer, man. Go ahead and give it to us. I know you putting on the pads, and you like, I'll take this concussion. Yeah, I'm gonna take this one from Derek Henry, bruh. Like, yeah. <laughs> put me in the concussion protocol. Haven't sitting there, haven't sitting next to everybody. So yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, but I, yeah. <laughs> I say that to say this is that man, Derek Henry. Derek Henry is a handful, and he's a load. And I coming into that. Yes. Very Jerome Bettis at like, and the and and he's one of those guys where the more you give him the ball, the stronger he gets. It's like he once he gets going. I mean, he had 34 carries in that game, and I'm saying to myself, so within the last two weeks, what he had 382 yards, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah, yeah something like that. Yeah, yeah, because he, he had, had 200 yards the, uh, on week 17. I watched him run for 200 yards against uh, the, the Titans. Like, yeah, the I'm Texans, sitting yeah. in the press box watching him. So I knew coming into that game. And if it had not been uh, Derrick Henry, it definitely would have been A.J. Brown if they would have got him going. So I like the fact that, you know, I like the fact that they, uh, 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 the Tennessee Titans, I, and I put it like this. I know that we're not talking about it now, but I just want to side note, they're going to give the Baltimore Ravens 
a hard time. This game ain't gonna be no walkover. You know, this ain't gonna be no pushing apart. The the Ravens would have a better chance of coming in blowing out the Patriots again than blowing out the the, the Titans. And so when I look at the Titans gonna play game, keep away ball, man. They're gonna play keep away man. ball, Derek Henry. That's what they're gonna so do. When I watched the game, I'm gonna tell you one person stood out outside of Derrick Henry. Like Ryan Tannehill stood out, even though he had 72 yards passing, he didn't lose the game. And when you have a quarterback like that coming in against Bill Belichick oh. and his defense and how he's supposed to be his defensive guru, he forces those type of uh, mm-hmm. quarterbacks like Tannehill into turnovers. And he had one bad turnover, I think, in the first half. But when you look at Tom Brady, like Tom Brady should have had four interceptions. But Logan, Logan Ryan, is that his name? Drop yep. one. Yep. Uh, right before the half ended, that, that would have been a pick six. And then he ended up getting a pick six. And on that pick six, you look at Tom Brady, he is forcing the ball into Sanu. So it was already a bad pass. And, That's, you know, yeah, yeah. people try to blame Sanu. But I'm like, no, Tom Brady force, is forcing that in there. So I'm happy, Ian. And, and I'm also say this before I shut up and listen. Uh, you do realize that in the last three games that Ryan Tannehill has went up against uh, Bill Belichick and Tom Brady, the former wide receiver out of Texas, Texas A&M, A&M that converted to quarterback is 2-1, and one, bro. Mm. Yes. He beat, him, he beat him last year when he was with the Dolphins. Yeet. I mean, <laughs> I mean, yeah, so... I think Tennessee Titans did they thug this. They, I'm not surprised at all. Like I, it was like, all right, bet. I mean, it's it should come to no surprise. I don't know where people get this notion that it was Tom Brady, Bill Belichick. You know, it, it ain't gonna they ain't gonna lose. But um, yeah, I just think that Tom Brady for the this year just Julian Edelman is not a Hall of Famer. Everybody stop. Uh, Muhammad Sanu the pan out well. Uh, Josh Gordon, Lord have mercy, boy, just please go get the help that you need, man. You just got all that talent in the world, just letting it just poo poo. Lord, help Josh Gordon. He'll then never you, play again. Yeah, I don't think okay, he can't, bro. Then you had the whole age situation. So, and then Ron tired out of nowhere, too. So, uh, so Sonny Michelle, he didn't, he, I don't think he. He, he didn't do what he did last year. So he, Tom Brady literally played with a whole bunch of nobodies where I believe the last three touchdowns that the Patriots have scored have been on like trick and gimmick plays. You have the little Julian Edelman, little sneak, little in the round. You had the uh, linebacker going out. So Tom Brady literally worked with nothing. Heard on the street is Tom Brady ain't taking the hometown discount. Playboy, if you want some help down there, you don't see how the Patriots are cheap comes down to playing the toys i don't know man you might if i'm barbara cash you might start opening up this checkbook and start getting somebody out here man sit there and see what amari cooper's up to and see him man uh he's a free agent notable wide receiver aj green you know see what he can do yeah. but uh i, I just that's great it just did not have nothing to work with this year and so sometimes tyler i mean let's just be honest and see, Titans are more talented than the New York Green Patriots this year. It was that simple. It ain't nothing about Belichick getting out. I mean, Mike Vrabel did outcoach him. He sat there and ran the same. He ran game on. He sat there and ran the same little mind tricks that uh, Bill Belichick did earlier this year. I guess I don't know who. Where he sat there and ran off like two minutes of the clock. Right, uh, Mike Vrabel did the same thing. He was sitting there playing keep away. So Mike Vrabel ran game on to the Jedi Master. So I'm not surprised. Um, I think to. 
going to see they might give Baltimore some problems. I, I think it's going to be a lot closer to what people think, but I think Tom Brady just didn't have enough tools to use. You know, on this show that I was on today that I ended up walking off of, that we won't we won't say the name of that show, I had to tell the host of that show, uh, <laughs> him and I had a little back and forth about, you know, he's like, why is it that the media always wants to retire players? Why retire? Why, why do we want to retire, you know, Tom Brady? I was like, because he looks terrible. He's looked, yeah. he looked horrible the last two years. Mm-hmm. I mean, it, I, I said, you know, eventually Michael Jordan had to retire. Like when we see Michael Jordan in the Wizards uniform, we was like, "Bro, come on now, man. What are you doing?" Yeah, right. He, <laughs> him, bro. When I seen Hakeem Olajuwon in a Raptors jersey, I'm saying, "Bro, just go ahead and give it up." And I'm Patrick Ewing in the Magic one. Hey, uh-uh. Uh, Emmitt <laughs> Smith in the Arizona Cardinals one. Ooh, good one, good one, good one. Bro, and I'm saying to myself, Deion Sanders in the Ravens jersey? Huh? Deion Sanders in the Ravens jersey? What's Deion Sanders in the Raiders jersey? So, Ravens. Oh, Ravens. Yeah. Oh, no, that wasn't bad. I was like, uh, 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 I was on Jerry Rice in a, in a Raiders jersey. No, wait a minute. Calm down. Wait a minute. He actually didn't play bad. He actually had two, three good seasons. Uh, he didn't play bad, actually. He was actually balling out. And that was the whole gripe about San Francisco. Like, why did you let him go? He still has some good quality years ahead. So, hey, yeah. you know, the, didn't they bring him in at one point? He couldn't get off the. Uh, he 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 couldn't make the team with the Seattle Seahawks. Didn't he try for them? It was them and the Broncos. Yeah, at that. But at that point, his braids looked like stitches, though. In his he head, looked like so. he had the Yeah, he had the Stevie Wonder joints. Exactly. So, <laughs> but uh, but like I, I, you know, I say that to say that, man. Look. At some point, we're going to see Tom Brady in another jersey, but it's time for him to go. He is not as effective as he used to be. And I'm going to be honest with you. Um, The Buffalo Bills is about to run the AFC East anyway. Like, I don't think that Belichick can win. I don't think he can win without Brady. Even if you give him what they consider the tools, I still don't think that the Patriots have what it takes, like, I'm looking at, I put like this, I'm looking at that Buffalo Bills team on Saturday against the Houston Texans, and I'm saying to myself, yo, this team is good, and they're young. And hungry. They're young, and they're yeah. good. And, it, and if, you, if you can get Josh Allen to play the way he is, and you got Shaq Lawson, and you got Ed Oliver, man, yeah. they're, they're going to be good. So, yes, it's time for, the, the Belichick-Brady era is, is done, it's over. I think it is, too. Um yeah, I, I mean, word on the street is San, uh, San, I always keep calling them San Diego. They need to go back to San Diego. The LA Chargers um, have, you know, they look like they may be the front runners. Uh, I don't see that happening. I mean, the the options of any team that wants to wants to get this dude, uh, Tom Brady. I just, I mean, you all, you got to be on some Peyton Manning from the Colts to the to the Broncos type of window. And I don't see any team right now that's within a championship window that necessarily needs a quarterback. I mean, people are saying Pittsburgh, but I'm going to be honest with you. I think I'd rather take a Ben Roethlisberger than a Tom Brady right now. Um, and that's not even saying much. Uh, I mean, I don't think they're close to a championship. I think they need a couple of pieces. Uh, who else needs a quarterback? Cincy, they're going to get Joe Burrow. They, ain't, I mean, let's think about all the two. Like, name a team that just barely missed the playoffs this year that's like, bro, if they had a quarterback, they would be there. I can't name one. I I can't either. And uh, I I maybe you know what? Here's the thing. What about this? What if uh, they bring? Well, no, because they're getting. Well, no. Hold on. 
Miami picks number five, and so they're going to end up getting they got two three or first rounders. I think they got two or three first rounders anyway. They got this three. Year. Yeah, but, you know, everybody's like tank for Tua, but they're going to get him at the fifth pick with the fifth pick anyway. You put him uh, on the bench and let him learn behind the Tom Brady. If Miami can bring in Tom Brady, they got they got weapons too. Ah. I can't think because outside of that, you got outside of that. I don't see anybody else that needs a quarterback. If I'm the That's Denver Broncos, the, yeah, I'm not bringing in. I'm not bringing in Tom Brady when I can develop Drew Locke. Uh, Drew Locke didn't look bad. Yeah, Jacksonville. What about that? I was thinking about Jacksonville. I don't know. Without Jalen Ramsey, Tom Coughlin, I, they they just a hot mess, bro. They need to go to London and just stay there. To be honest with you, I I don't see. They, I, I don't say who they got as receivers. They got Conley. Leonard Fournette is just Mr. Inconsistent. If his hamstring ain't working, he's fumbling the ball. So it's one or the other with Leonard Fournette. Um, maybe, which I don't I don't understand why people are bailing on him anyways, but if he were to do it, I don't see why he wouldn't. I don't see a problem with him going to the Colts, but I like Jacoby Brissett, man. I do too, and I think he's getting. I think Jacoby Brissett is getting railroaded because yeah. before he, before he got hurt, he was he was balling. Uh, yes, yeah. not to so, mention they was banking on uh, Andrew Luck to play too for him to step in. Literally a week before the season start, he did what he was supposed to do. I would give him another shot. I would say this: if y'all go give J- Jacoby Brissett hell, y'all need to give James Winston that same energy. Is all I gotta say. And if you're bringing in and. Tom Brady is going to definitely have to go to a team that's only going to use his services for one year. For one to so, one year. That's what I'm saying. I Where can he go on? A, that's what I'm saying. Where can you go? Put him on at a one year level and expect to win a championship. There's nowhere he could go. Nowhere. I, I can't think of one place that. Ah, maybe this team, but I don't see that because they just dumped a hundred million dollars into J- uh, Jared Goff. But I would say L.A. Rams. But they just put so much money into golf, so that don't even work. This is true. Yeah, that that. So, well, yeah. Oh, well, hey, hold on. Maybe you can bring him into Philly and put uh, Carson Wentz on ice for a year. Man, he need ice. He need ice bucket. He need the ALS ice baths. Wow, you need everything. Man. Oh, so, it, it doesn't make any sense. How? It, I, I mean, you know what? I know we're gonna talk about that later. So I'm gonna. Yeah. Do, I'm just gonna stick to the original question. Yeah. I don't know, like Miami, uh, but like I said, Tua let Tua heal that hip. But outside yeah. of that, they're not going to bring him into Pittsburgh. So nope. Cleveland is not going to use him. Since he's going to get their quarterback, Baltimore got their quarterback. So, like, I'm scanning throughout all the conferences, and Miami is the only one I can think of. Jacksonville is the other one that I can think of. And that's it. That's it. You're not going to bring him to Washington because they're going to try to use Haskins and develop mm-hmm. him. And you're not going to bring him to Carolina because Cam is 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 good there for at least another year. Oh, another year, not when you own twenty one million dollars. So yeah, so I, like there's only two teams that I feel that he can go to, and that's not even within the championship pedigree team. So I don't even see that happening. So really, I think Tom Brady is out of. He ain't gotten too many doors to open up. I mean, I'm I'm trying to scan every count every division, the NFC West or AFC West. They don't need quarterback. Well, I mean, I don't see him. I ain't the Raiders need a quarterback, but he ain't going to Vegas. He's not coming to Vegas. That ain't happening. And Gruden ain't taking him. No. So yeah, it was, yeah, with that kind of injury they got together. So no, they so yeah, I can't see him going anywhere, like you said, possibly to Miami. That makes a little bit of sense. But are they a championship contending team right now? I don't think so. They played really, really good, but 
I'll tell you this, in the month of December, the Miami Dolphins do got more wins than the Patriots. They surely do. <laughs> so, I mean, possibly. But, yeah, moving on, man. So, we have that. Man, you covered this game, the Bills against Texas. Man, that was a wild, wild game, man. It was it was out here wild. What, is it? what was it, like 16, 17 zip and somehow 16. the Texas came back? 16 zip and somehow the Texas came back in. Deshaun Watson did Michael Jordan-esque things uh, out there. Shout out to Taiwan Jones out here catching that uh, former uh, AAU basketball uh, player that I know. So, Taiwan Jones, shout out you to him. You know Taiwan so. Jones? Yeah, yeah, he played for the San Francisco Rebels, man. So it was a little AAU team out there from where I'm from. So, yeah, I know him real well. So, yeah. Um, um, Taiwan Jones is the quintessential. If you stay, if you stay ready, you ain't got to get ready. Cause he, yep. had, I think he only played. He played in week 17 when they set out all the starters against the Tennessee Titans. But before that, he hadn't played. Like he hadn't played a lot. I think before that catch, he only had one reception. For the year, and they brought him in. He was at the running back position, you know, in for that play. And so, you know, he's he's beloved. Coach O'Brien loves Taiwan Jones. Like he's been talking about Taiwan Jones since training camp because he says he's a special teams guy. And Coach O'Brien is big on special teams, and so he loves him. And so for Taiwan, I forgot Jones, that he even played for the Texans. I knew he used to play for the Raiders, but I kind of lost track of him. So when he was there, I was like, oh, okay, that's so, where he went. There's a guy on the on the Las Vegas Raiders now on you all's practice squad that talent wise should have beat him out, but because he couldn't play special teams because he never played special teams in college, that's mm-hmm. why the Texans end up letting him go. So Demaria Crockett. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, I think I've heard of that name. He came from Missouri, if I'm not mistaken. Um, he, you know, he, talent wise way better than Taiwan Jones, but Taiwan Jones can play special teams and like I yeah. said, Crockett never plays special teams, so that's how Taiwan Jones you know, gets to stay around and so that that play that, you know, that he had, and, and leading up to that play you know, what, what Deshaun Watson did, so what Deshaun told us in the uh, press conference was he said, what happened was, he wanted to go to, to D-Hop at first, but you kept Kevin Johnson, former Houston Texan that had played here for a long time, knew where he wanted to go, so he set on the route. So he mm. set on Hopkins' route, and then he said, "My my second uh, my 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 uh, my second target was Taiwan Jones, but he fell down. Fell down, yeah, he fell in the route. And he said, so by that time I was being hit, and so he said, so when I spent out and I seen him." That's why I just wanted to make sure I got him the ball. And, you know, he, he made a, a, a – it wasn't as a, as dynamic as that, you know, being hit like that and getting out of it. Yeah. But that play he made to Darren Fells and Darren Fells dropped the ball, that was awesome yeah. too. That's So you could tell that – so Deshaun Watson was not going to lose on Sunday, man. I mean Saturday. On Saturday, he just – he refused to lose. And that hit – that J.J. Watt put on Josh Allen, which I think, if I'm not mistaken, they came right after the DF, right after DeAndre Hopkins had fumbled. And mm-hmm. they were down in a, a, a goal, you know, they were inside the red zone. The Buffalo Bills were inside the red zone. When J.J. Watt makes that sack and that holds yeah. them to a field goal, after that, the Texans took off, bro. When I say they took off, they took off. That offense yeah. started clicking, and they started going. So, you know, J.J. Watt brought electricity. Yeah, and shout out. I mean, J.J. Watt reminded me of that year that uh, 
uh, the Ravens won the Super Bowl against the 49ers where Ray Lewis tore his pack during the season and out of the clear blue came out of nowhere too. And I think it was his last season too. So it kind of reminded me of that little, it kind of gave me a glimpse of that. So, I mean, Buffalo had all of the answers and they just, they just looked like a team that just hadn't been there before. They had all the things going in the first half and everything just came to a crash hole going into the fourth quarter and overtime. They looked like they were just a team that had zero playoff experience, which a majority of them did, but I think they'll be back. But man, I mean, I mean, man, it's hard to not like Deshaun Watt. Like that, like when D- Dabo Sweeney hit the nail on the head when he said, y'all just sat there and got the Michael Jordan of the draft. Y'all missed out. Y'all sat there and overlooked this kid, but this dude is the truth. And he, every day he shows how much of the truth he really is, man. Like I'm just, I mean, it's not, what can't you like about Deshaun Watson? That dude got heart. Dude out here getting kicked in the face. Out here still being able to throw touchdown passes. Dude gets whacked twice in the same play and still was able to spit out of it. Um, man, sometimes you just got to do a simple wrap-up and just hold on for dear life and just wait for help. I mean, I don't understand why the two Buffalo Bills sat there and try to wa- take this dude's head off. Mind you, Deshaun Watson is a very... Um, his build reminds me of Vince Young. Just a bit, you know, a long, rangy dude. But they're just so hard to take down. They're just very, very long and rangy. They're not the most, you know, built, you know, stocky type of dudes, but they're just able to just like slinkies, man. They just slink out of things, man. So um, the Texans, they play the Chiefs, right? Yes. That's going to be a barn burner, man. I, I, I think I think Kansas City got their hands full. Um, and the Texans, I think they're finally clicking it together. So um, I definitely think that the Texans can, I wouldn't be surprised if, you know, we'll see what ends up happening. I mean, the, the, these divisional games are going to be pretty lit this weekend. And the last but not least game, man, uh, you had the, man, I don't know, bro. So you had the Philadelphia Eagles. And I know you're happy because you're a Cowboys fan against the Seattle Seahawks. I mean, shout out to Marshawn Lynch, town business. Uh, you know, he back out here scoring touchdowns left and right. So, uh, I, I, man, do you, was it, do, you, do you feel bad for Philly for them having a whole bunch of practice squad players out there at the end of the game? They out here trotting out a 40-year-old quarterback and Josh McCown? Or do you sit there and look at Seattle and be like, bro, you should have blown these jokers out of the field, man. Which, I mean, I'm kind of leaning towards, like, Seattle should have blown these guys out of the field. Um, DK Metcalf is a boss, bro. Like, that dude is a boss. Um, 160 yards, couple of, caught a touchdown, drug a dude into the end zone. Um, I, I just I just felt like Seattle could have did a little bit more, man. <laughs> <laughs> wait, wait, I'm, I'm sorry, bro. What? Wait, hold on, wait. You, because you said so. You said the Philadelphia Eagles versus the Seattle Seahawks, and that was that. Felt, you know what melatonin is? Yeah, it puts you to sleep. Too much Thank of it will, will keep you awake. Actually. Thank you. So that's what I took two melatonin. Uh, that that's what I felt like watching that game. Like I was like, oh wow, look at this. Like real live, I'm watching melatonin because this this game is. Bro, the game was so boring. It Side put me note. to sleep. And bro. I only watched because I wanted to see Dave Van Clowney. But go ahead. I'm sorry. Bro, did you know that was the highest watched game since Seattle against New England in the Super Bowl? What was? The Seattle Seahawks against the Philadelphia Eagles. Bro, no way, man. Because I know that. Google that, it, bro. I know that, I know that New Orleans game got a lot of. Bro, 30, New Orleans 35 has the, one, New Orleans has the highest football rating market in yeah they in, do in the world yeah. in the united states Bruh, so i Google. know that they watch you you sure bro? I, i'm not i'm not questioning you i guess i'm more i'm, I'm more 
puzzled, uh, befuddled, uh, perplexed. I, I'm like, I don't know what other Stephen A. Smith words I can use, but uh, seriously, that was the uh, the whole weekend. Yeah, yeah, I'm about to pull it up right now. Man, uh, I can't believe it. Dang, it was a bunch of this one. It must have been a bunch of disappointed Philly fans, man. Which I, for one, I am. They happy. said the Sunday games averaged an average of thirty point five viewer, viewers across the across the four games, up seven percent from twenty nineteen. Uh, let's see. The Saints Vikings game did a 30.8. so they got 30.8 million viewers. And let's see. And the Seattle 17 to 9 victory over the Philadelphia Eagles Sunday's game was TV's most watched since Super Bowl LL LII February 13th with a total advanced metrics of 35.8 viewers. Bro, who is like who it it bro that's according to Yahoo Sports. I want to give them their credit. Hold on, listen. Who, who's watching this? Did State Property come back and do a concert at halftime or something? Was, <laughs> was, was Freeway Freeway in the place to be? Because I got the rock. <laughs> like, who was, like, who performed Rocky? Was Rocky at Me, the game? Meek Mill? Was Meek Mill there? Like, I'm, I'm serious. Like, did Will Smith come back? Like, I don't who, know. 35.8, bro. 35.8 more than Super Bowl that had the Seahawks against the Patriots, bro. For that, like. How? They got to be in. They got to recount that. Number. They got to revote that, bro. We need a recount. Uh, hold on. They must have been counting like they must have been counting anytime anybody hashtag Philly versus Seattle. <laughs> like it got to be something outside of that e because there's no yeah. way everybody's watching that snooze fest, bro. It was bad. Like I'm gonna be honest with you. I, I I'm not gonna lie. I took a nap right at the second quarter and woke up at halftime. I thought the game was over, bro. <laughs> like for real, I thought the game was Dunsky. So I'm surprised that it drew that much because that game was a snooze fest and low key. Like I got a low key man crush on the Seattle Seahawks just because Marshawn Lynch is right there and the Raiders ain't in the playoffs. So <laughs> right now that's my team right now. So I just want to take Davion Clown. Hey, hey, bro, you the balling. Yeah, what's up? When last time you played basketball? Uh, I actually shot some hoops the other about a, maybe a month or so ago. But as far as physically playing. It probably yeah. ain't been since Afghanistan. So that's 2014. So you ain't ran full course since 2014. <laughs> right? So basically, that's what you're saying, right? Essentially, yeah. So tell me that you didn't look at Josh McCown on the field and be like, that's what I look like right now by who? That's what I felt like. I'm like, no, Josh McCown is me if I tried to play football right now or do any physical activity that required me to run. Bro, did you see he kept grabbing his hamstring? I'm like, you ain't played the whole season. Why is your hamstring messed up? That man was out there and they said that emergency quarterback would have been like a wide number 84. I don't even know who the player name was, but yeah, he was oh, grabbing his Greg Go Ward ahead. Jr. out of the University of Houston. Yeah, he was with the San Antonio Commanders <laughs> in the AM. So, so, he may have been a better option than uh, You than might as Josh well use him. But so Josh, Josh McCown can hoop, though. Have you ever seen him hoop? That's what I've been told. They say he can ball. You know who else can ball? Adam who? Sadler. Can he? Bro, look at it. Google him, bro. Google him. Like, he out here so, dropping dimes, uh, up and under layups. Out here, like, he'll be at the nearest 24-hour fitness out there balling, bro. Wait, hold on, bro. Hold on. Because, like, okay, so let me let me, let me me say this. Like, I watched Josh McCown play against, like, 
brothers in a like a charity basketball game who was actually playing. Are we? Uh, how yes. certain are we that these aren't like stage hands or golfers that Adam Sandler's playing against on his movie set that don't want to lose his job, so they allow him to get they they allow themselves to be done up by him. They look like I'll just say this: from what I saw, they look like a couple of captains balling some black Air Force ones. Ah, that's because they got child support, so they they stage hands, bro. They work the they, you know, what I'm saying they're they, the they on set. They're the roadie, <laughs> so they gotta let him win, bro. But like I, I see Josh Brown shaking people, dunking, and everything. Hey, I mean, he might be he might, he should have played basketball then because the way he was looking yesterday, bro, he looked like he was like, man, if I could take a Union fifteen break right now, I need it, bro. I need it bad. <laughs> and, and, and look, and I don't feel so. I don't feel sorry for the Eagles at all. I don't. I don't either. Listen, I wouldn't care if they'd have had to go down to 10th Street and get 13 dudes off the street and play. I'll be like, so what? I don't care. Every team suffers injuries. For real, so bro. I don't Seriously. care. Seriously, like, why is that they try care premiums got to be so higher than everybody else in the NFL, man? Right? <laughs> I, I, just, I just don't get why they met it, like, why they try care, uh, Benefits got to be high to the roof. Like I know that team doctor out here, probably the highest paid personnel on the whole team. They got team. prime. They ain't got standard. They got, they got prime. prime, bro. They got that Tricare Prime, man. I'm gonna uh, tell you something, man. <laughs> they ain't Thanks, got the Cobra, but I mean, it's just crazy that every year we're like poor little Eagles. They got hurt. They got yada yada yada. They 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 in week three and they only can do walkthroughs because they don't have enough people to do a regular practice. Like for real, man. Like it's part of the game. Now, granted, I'm starting to look at Carson Wentz like, man. I mean, granted, he did play all 16 games this year, but bruh, it, I mean, at what point are we gonna start looking at him like, man, you missed the glass? I mean, so I call him, I call him the white RG3. Do you think that's a dirty hit, E? It was a clean hit, man. I can't. It was part of the game. Like, what do you, what do you want Javier Klein to do? Just touch him? Like he grabbed him? He didn't drive him down to the ground. It was part of his momentum, and just his head just happened to be in the way, like. It was just a bang bang play. I didn't think it was a dirty hit. And they talking about they got death threats on David Klein. Like for real? Seriously? It, I guess because he he knocked the soul out of Nick Foles. <laughs> so I can understand. And here's my thing. So I, I understand that Nick Foles was going down like that because he got tripped. But I mean not Nick Foles. I'm sorry, Carson Wentz. Carson Wentz like that because he got tripped. But he he never slides. Never. And that's what he, happened when he. When he dove for the Antoine towards ACL the year they won the Super Bowl. Exactly. Like he Bro. never slides. So somebody gotta teach him how to he, somebody gotta teach him how to slide. Or this is what the the He better go hang out with He better go uh, hang out with Mike. Mike Trout's from Philly. He need to go hang out with Mike Trout and learn how to do the baseball slides. Oh, why he can't do just I mean, all he had to do was ask Mr. Quotable, uh quote machine how to how it is, how Mr. Cliche. Because that's what Mr. Sierra, Mr. Cliche, Russell Wilson is all that. Man, he should have went up to it. Hey, Russell, how, you know, can you yeah. teach me how to slide? He'd have been like, hey, Carson, so what do you want? What you want to do is you want to make sure that you get the back leg <laughs> under your body, you know, because like once you do that, I mean, we're going, you know, it's all good, bro. The, it's all the, good. That you want to, you know, that, that show the team that you're willing to, you know, sacrifice for the team and it's all about the team Carson and Carson looking at him like bro just teach me how to slide man I don't need to see all them cliches yeah bro oh my gosh 
Bro, dear NFL, do not put another microphone near Russell Wilson again. Please, for the love of God, man. Please stop doing that. It's Mr. because he seems so fake, bro. I'm not taking it's, away his heart. Yeah, and it's yeah. But I'm it's like, superficial, I, bro. Like, you like, know, you're I'm, trying too hard, bro. E, I'm like, can we get the uh, can we get the Russell Wilson who had his hair braided? Like, I know, <laughs> I know one time he just won't look. i put it like this. They they go and they'll run and they'll throw a microphone in Russell Wilson's face so he can get, give all the hey guys you know today. No, I want Lamar Jackson. Hey, bro, look, we did good today. You know, <laughs> I'm just here for my teammates. I just want to win, and if, if that means I got to run the ball, then you know what I'm talking about. Like I want like Russell Wilson drop some. You know what I'm talking about. You know what I'm saying. You know, right, you feel right, right, me? Right. Like, I mean, what, what, I mean, what's the, what's the know, slang term out of out of out of debate? Uh, uh you feels me. Yeah, we got you feels me. Yeah, yeah, we got you feels me. You dig it? You smell what I mean? Yeah, you got what I mean? Yeah, you smell me. You feel me? I can dig it. You got what I mean? You know what I'm saying? We got all kinds of things. So he he right up there by the bay. Why he just can't go ahead and drop some some of that? Like, why I want to hear him go? You know, like like show me your what is it? This face? Yeah, give me a thought of this face. Like you know, put a look on the face. Like you smell some piss. You know what I'm saying? So. I mean, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so Seattle plays Green Bay. I'm gonna be honest with you, BB. I would not be shocked if Seattle beats Green Bay. Oh, I'm taking Seattle. I got, yeah, I got Seattle. Like, I can't see. I mean, I think Aaron Rodgers and them. It's just you know, everyone used to say the frozen tundra. It's a, it's a tough. It ain't like that anymore. I, I wouldn't be surprised if they beat them, man. So then you, yeah. So, yeah. So I, it was definitely the. I can't believe out of all of the games, that was the highest rated game. All right, I guess. Um, it's a good football weekend, man. It's a really it was. Good football it was. Weekend. So, looking into it. Um, we got time for one more, BB? One more segment before we end it up? Yeah, we're going to do man. one more. I'm on your time, bro. Let's do one quick one because it kind of – everybody knows I'm a big diehard Golden State Warrior fan. And everybody knows, even you kind of came at me a little hard on Christmas. Uh, yeah, you came at me a little hard on Christmas. Because I had I to, <laughs> I had to eat. I ain't gonna get into it because I'm gonna let you yes. go ahead and, 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 and you know bring us into this, but I had to, bro. So, anyways, making this story, like I'm gonna be honest with you. I I know BB, you cover the Houston Rockets, you do a great job. If you don't follow this man, follow him. His interviews are pretty dope. Like they're they're legit and they're pretty funny. Some of them are funny, but some of them, the questions that you do ask are pretty they're very, very, very uh tactical and resourceful, and you do have your interviewees i should say kind of like oh this dude you know it's a different question let me let me hit him with a with the left instead of a right so it's pretty dope how you do it man but um for me personally i can honestly say like on some real stuff i don't think i've only watched like 10 basketball games across the league bro and i got league pass at that so that makes it even more crazier so i read an article and i want to quote i want to say it was off of yahoo that said that basketball ratings are down 20 percent i believe this year i could be you you we talked about it roughly and i think you said that you had the same kind of you you brought it up on your social media to the same extent but we had two different um ideas on it so what's going what the hell going on with the nba man like it's it's the beginning of 2020 a new decade we've almost got almost 40 games in so season's almost halfway over and ain't, i mean i go around my time like i don't see a lot of basketball trending i don't know we got two different Two different demographics, two different parts of the country, two different uh, followers or followings. Like, is it me or am I missing something? Well, let me first of all say this. What's the date today? Today's today is, the, right? Yes, sir. 
you know, y'all still only won nine games, right? Y'all have not won ten games yet. Y'all ain't trying. Y'all, well, I, you know yeah. what the, the y'all crazy thing? Seven against the Rockets, and y'all. We was on a nice little four game win streak for a hot minute there, man. <laughs> y'all the one. Well, y'all haven't even won ten games, and guess what? You're losing right now to the Kings. Hey, man. Here's what I'm gonna say, bro. We wait for 2020, man. So 2020, 2020. to 2020. Next season, man. Next season. <laughs> it is Next 2020. Season. So, hey, I, 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 just a quick caveat, man. Here's the thing about the words, and I don't want to dive into much, but you brought up a, you know, the words of only nine one games. Here's the thing. It ain't like they tanking. That's the crazy thing about it, BB. And I think you can attest to that. It ain't like these jokers are just out here just giving games away. Like the thing I like about the words, at least they trying. And it's just they ain't got. Bro, Shaq has a segment called Who You Play For. I can tell you right now, BB, I can't even name five players to play for the Warriors. And I and I've watched the Warriors probably five out of the ten games that I've seen this year because they don't even come on national TV anymore. So they, it ain't like they ain't trying. It's just they ain't got the resources. So I, I will say this, and, and I agree with you. Now, don't now I know that I made fun of you, but I agree with you. They do. They compete every night. They're, they don't, they don't just go on there to try to lose. And I'm gonna see. Hold on. Let's let's see if I can name. Okay. So of course Draymond Green, uh, D'Angelo Russell. Is Chris there? Marquise Chris. Marquise Chris is there. Yep. Former uh, Seattle, uh, not Phoenix Suns. Uh, Alex Burke. I didn't know that, so I named you Willie Colley Stein. That I, I think I probably would have got around to him. So, but I will say this: you asked the. I'm gonna go back to the original question. You asked what's, what's wrong with the NBA? Why is it down? I'm gonna be honest with you: those two guys from Golden State play a huge part in it, of not being, not being healthy. There's no Steph. There's no Clay. Because I would put it like this: they would have way more than nine wins if those two guys so. were healthy. I think so. I, 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 I'm in total agreement that they that they would, and so just like James James Harden said that two weeks ago, it's like yo, the the game is right at matter of fact, right after that after the Warriors game, game, he said that, yeah, yeah. He's like, and it and it is true, and so they're they're okay, it's LeBron like they're still trying to push LeBron and Anthony Davis to be, you know, this the show, the team, player. yeah, mm-hmm. and. You know, a lot of people are like, yeah, whatever. Like, okay, they're beating up on a lot of bad teams. They're not really winning the big games. Yeah. Uh, you look at the other team in Los Angeles, Paul George and Kawhi Leonard. You can't market them. Like for it's been bad, hard, bro. Huh? It's been bad marketing with them. It's hard. Yeah, yeah. So for as good as they are, as good mm-hmm. as the Clippers are, you, there's that's a team you can't market. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, uh, Giannis up in Milwaukee. You're like, ah. No Kevin Durant, no Kyrie Irving in, in Brooklyn. So there aren't a lot of stars. And I'm and I'm gonna bring it back to the hometown team, the Houston Rockets. Mm-hmm. I the media, the national media, the national media has, and then this is just my opinion. I agree with you I, on this. I agree. They, they have pushed the narrative of hate James Harden so much that people don't even appreciate what he's doing on the court. And I'm saying to myself, like, like if you watch, like, I, I ain't gonna lie, I, I love the fact that I get a chance to watch James Harden play on a regular basis, because he, at the end of the day, I'm not gonna lie, the man can ball. Like, James Harden, yeah. and, mm-hmm. and, and I put it like this, for as deep as Steph Curry can hit on a consistent basis. He can hit him just as deep. Bro, he got range. And then, mm-hmm. so now, you close out on him. He's he can get 
he has a complete offensive game. There's still some holes in his game on the defense side of the ball. But E, how do you look? How do you check a guy that can hit the jumper and drive to the hole? Like it's hard to hold him. It you is. Know, and, and he left-handed. And he's left-handed. And his free throw attempts has went down this year, and he's still out here. How many fifty point games he's got this year? Two, three? I, I, I don't know, but I know he had he had forty four the other night, and you looked up and you like. Oh wow! Like Clint Capella had thirty, but James Harden had forty-four. He and had a triple, a triple double. double. He had a triple yeah. double. Yeah. I live, I, I'm gonna say this, and this this probably is gonna sound bad as somebody that's that, from someone that's in the media and that that has journalistic integrity. E, I'm sitting at the table. Uh, we get the uh, after the game after we've been in the locker room, so we're sitting there getting ready to write our story, and mm-hmm. they bring you out the stats and all this, right? The mm-hmm. PR department to bring that out there. So I grab the paper. And I look up to a couple of my colleagues and I said, hey, bro, y'all knew James Harden had a triple-double? They was like, kinda. They was like, I barely knew it. Uh, he's like, I barely <laughs> knew it because I got an alert. I was like, because I got so caught up in watching him play, I didn't even know. One night he scored flat. Well, one night, was it this season or last season, he scored like 50 points. And I'm saying to myself, hey, bro, when did James Harden get 50? Because the way I'm looking at it, like, it's so smooth. I didn't think he had nothing but 35. Yeah. But he scores with ease. But the national media and a lot of people outside of Houston hates him so much that that's the stigma that comes with him. And I'm saying to myself, bro, y'all not appreciating this. Y'all not appreciating watching what he does. Well, he takes away this, that, and other. Well, guess what? His, uh, his... His baby boy, which I like to call Luka Doncic, is doing his move and being just as successful as James Harden was. Nobody was doing that step back three before Harden. And he brought it in. He's doing it. Now everybody is doing it. And Luka, like Luka Doncic, out of that for the Dallas Mavericks, bro, he does it well. Probably, yeah. Yeah. Uh-huh. Ah, man. So everything you said, BB. I 100% agree with you. No shot, without a shot of a doubt. People hate on Harden. Uh, they, some may say that he, he he corrupts the game or he manips the game. But um, I saw somebody uh, the other day that quoted, that posted something on your, I believe it was on your Facebook. And I got to thinking, I was like, huh, good point. It said, well, if he can do it, why can't everybody else do it? Ain't, if he if he breaking the rules, how come everybody else breaking the rules? So I got to thinking, one, is it because they're trying to keep the integrity of the game? Or two, it's just because they can't do it and he, they can't pull it off like he can. Um, so the, I got to thinking about those were the two sides. Yes, the, I think the media does put some type of stigma on there where it's like a, you know, bump James Harden. Uh, you know, the league hates James Harden. And I, I'm kind of on that tip to a certain extent. But you can't... And the reason why I think a lot of people do... And I know you're probably going to say, well, we're talking about the regular season. is because the last two or three seasons in the postseason, the dude has laid an egg, bro. So I think a lot of people are like, all right, cool. You do that in the regular season. But when the games really do count, you kind of ain't around. And I think that kind of leaves a bad taste in everyone's mouth. And I'm not saying that that's right or wrong. If we're talking about right here in the moment, the dude is one of the best, like, pure scores. Like, bro, is it is it is it hard to say that he might be a better score than KD in the regular season? Like, as far as getting your own bucket, I, I, mean, I, I mean, outside of KD, who's like the purest scorer? Like Giannis is just a, a power dude. Uh, AD, I mean, he, uh, he's he's a great game, he's a great baller. But as far as pure scoring, that's an assassin. I mean, it's hard not to say James Harden is the best scorer in the game, bro. 
bro, listen, and this is going to sound like blasphemy to you because I know how you feel about this guy because you own every pair of tennis shoes he's ever made. I (laughs) I said that James Harden is the best pure score I have ever seen in my life. And I have watched. I watched more basketball than I have. Yeah. Yeah, I watched Michael Jordan from North Carolina all the way till the time he retired. And I'm not saying I'm not saying James Harden is better than Michael Jordan. No way, no how. I'm yeah. not saying that. I would never Scoring say wise. that. Yeah. Well what I'm saying is as far as pure score, a pure score, meaning that you know, because like Jordan could get you know, Jordan could get a bucket, you know, when when you need to get a bucket. But like people don't go back and look at all those games. Like some of those games, Jordan was like nine for twenty-four. Mm-hmm. A lot of them games. Yeah. So and then he, and of course he had the mid-range game like his his son Kawhi. And mm-hmm. uh, but he didn't he didn't have the long-range game. He couldn't he couldn't shoot the the the, 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 the and, three. And, and, yeah, but and I mean and, and I will say this. If you're good at getting to the basket, why should you shoot a three? Because Michael Jordan could get to the basket anytime he wants to. Yeah. But I feel like so can James Harden. And that's why I talked to Vernon Maxwell last last Mad Max. Yeah, uh, who used to play point guard for the Houston Rockets. And he told me the exact same thing. Actually, I have that uh, when I was interviewing him. I had that recorded. He says, James Harden is the best scorer I've ever seen. He said, and I have played against Michael Jordan. Now, mm-hmm. I just watched him. He said, I have played against him. And he says, the things that James can do on the court, Michael couldn't do. And I'm saying to myself, yeah, I can see that. Oh, man. I just saw Joel Embiid just break his finger. That was one of the nastiest things I just saw, bro. It looked bad. It dislocated. It looked like a Booker McFarlane finger, bro. Oh, man. Oh. Speaking of Booker McFarlane, did you hear what he said <laughs> the other night about it, what the Buffalo Bills should do? Uh-uh. He said it was third and ten. He said Buffalo needs to try to run and get a couple of yards. <laughs> and then on the next play, on the next play, spike the ball. Oh my god! <laughs> so that would be a turnover on downs, Booker. Like, thank you, thank you very much, Anthony. Thank you very much, bro. bro I would rather have I would rather have Chris Collinsworth uh, read to me um, <laughs> for like a two days straight, like yeah. read to me two days straight, and then listen to Booker McFarland. Yeah, yeah, and then the time. fingers just creep. Yeah, yeah, it is, it is. Anyways, but but yeah, so I, I don't. So I've been trying to put my finger on it. And I'm looking at so the whole the marketing gig that they did this year for the NBA, as far as rate, uh, as far as marketing was this year, the league is wide open. You got AD and LeBron down here in LA. You had Kawhi. Uh, you had Mr. No Personality, Kawhi Leonard, and PG13. They had them. Then you had the guys in Philly, Joel Embiid and Ben Simmons, who. They're looking like Philly might be regretting re-signing Ben Simmons to that big contract. Um, so you got them too. Um, then you have uh, this new Boston Celtics team with Kemba Walker, which I'm kind of surprised that they're doing this good because I've always kind of looked at Kemba Walker a little sideways. Then you have, what else? Who else am I missing? The, the Toronto Raptors with Siaka coming back. Now they practically ain't got nobody on the team right now as well. So then you got a Miami Heat team that nobody expected. They don't even have, they don't even have a point guard. It's just a, a, a point guard by committee. They just pick anybody. You just bring the ball up the court. So you got Miami. Miami but, out here. Go ahead. Don't you like? Don't you like Tyler Hero though? I I can, I can get with Hero, man. I can get with the Hero ball, man. It ain't bad. Then you had Carmelo Anthony going to Portland of all places, and they can't. They're just now trying to figure it out. So you have all of these like the league is wide open. Anybody can get it. So you would think that would bring more people, more eyeballs to the to the league because last year was 
oh, the Warriors keep winning. It's the same people in the finals. It's the same thing going on every year, yada, yada, yada. So now that the Warriors have been dethroned and they're 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 back to being the, the Warriors with the Thunder logo on there, um, you think that it would be more fair, it's more wide open, and now ain't nobody watching basketball. It's just crazy, man. But 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 to be but you know, to be totally fair, you have to look at it like this. Like look at the numbers for the NFL. Like people are still so caught up. Like Lamar Jackson is driving the NFL bus. Yeah, and so people are hyped Mahomes. to watch yeah. Lamar Jackson. People are hyped to watch Patrick Mahomes. Zion's out this year. I forgot about yeah. that. Yeah, and, and you know people are hyped to watch this Sean Watson. So it's, I always say, let's get past the All Star break. Like after the All Star break, I honestly feel like the numbers are going to go up because now you don't have the uh, like you the don't NFL. have the NFL anymore. Super Bowl is over with. Yeah, uh, you, you're going to have the XFL, but it's, that's going to take a little while to get to to get on. Yeah, people going to yeah. catch up on that a little bit later because they're going to be so oversaturated with football coming yeah. from college football playoffs, yeah. the Super Bowl, and, combine drive. Yeah. So basketball is going to pick up this so. because it's going to be on TV a little bit more. So I think that the excitement, the excitement and how good the NFL has been this year is what, even if you put it like this, when you have a surprise team like the San Francisco 49ers that ended up being number one in the uh, in the NFC, like mm-hmm. you got Niner fans coming out of everywhere and it's driving that, that excitement, driving the NFL market and yeah. so the NBA can't even you know the NBA can't catch up even though you got you know teams with stars on yeah. them nobody wants to watch now especially I mean you think about it, we're coming off a wild card weekend Clint Capella had 30 points and 15 rebounds bro and nobody even barely talked about the Rockets today in, in local sports radio yeah it's crazy and that was against Joel Embiid yeah I mean well you also got the Texans that sat there inside one of the most one of the most iconic wins in their franchise history too so it, I, I think one like you said if they can't get it together after the all-star break they gonna have some issues going in the spring and summer ball man like it's gonna be a long season so um with that being said man i think man this is a great show man like we, we did a great time we did a great job today i'll say that on the air we had a great show today that being said man for those who don't know we do do a sports business podcast, Big Dummy of the Day, man. Mr. BB, the floor is yours. Who you got? Okay, so before I before I give this person, did you hear my article 15 on Lane Kiffin and DJ Durkin? No, I didn't hear that one. Bro, I, it's on YouTube when you get a chance. Hey, matter of fact, y'all can subscribe to my YouTube channel. Hey, it's don't plug yourself. Big Star Sports with a Z, and you can follow me on Twitter, Big Star Sports with a Z. Bro, go check out my, because if I hadn't given it to, if I hadn't done that Article 15 on Lane Kiffin hiring former Maryland coach DJ Durkin, who had a player die on his watch while being I forgot about that. You right, yeah. Being called female anatomy part and calling him weak when they should have been getting paramedics there. Kind of a heat stroke. Yes, and they were calling him all. They were hurling all kind of epithets at him, and that was on DJ Durkin's watch. And you know, DJ Durkin, even though he wasn't directly involved, you're still the coach. You knew what kind of culture was being fostered under your watch. There's no way that you can look at a Nick Saban or a Dabo Sweeney-led program and don't think that they don't know what's going on. And DJ Durkin comes from that type of tree. He hasn't had the success, but he rules with the iron. Uh, iron fist as well mm-hmm. and for Lane Kiffin 
the guy who keeps falling upward every time you look around to bring in this I, I just feel like it's total disrespect to the family and friends of that young man who passed away at the University of Maryland so go check out my article 15 I forgot that. about that you're right yeah yeah. And so, but my, but my, my big dummy is Antonio Brown, <laughs> and I'm gonna tell you why. One, like AB, from what I'm being told, you balled out when the, the New Orleans Saints brought you in for the tryout. You balled out. They said you caught everything, and talent has never been an issue for you. Playing the game of football has never been an issue for you. But if they tell you, Antonio Brown, you can't bring an entourage. You can't do it. If they're trying to bring you in for a workout, you don't have to plaster everything over social media saying you're about to go and, and work out for the Saints. And you can't say that it's a publicity stunt after they didn't bring you in. The New Orleans Saints could have definitely used AB this uh, I mean, on yesterday. They really could have. They would have smoked them boys. Right. They, they would have smoked them boys. But the thing was, Antonio, nobody knows when you're coming off the exempt list. Nobody knows when you're coming off the NFL exemption list once they put you on it. So uh, you can't just say it's a publicity stunt. Do I think that the NFL is kind of railroading you a little bit? Of yeah. course. Do I think that you're responsible for doing a lot of it? Yes. A lot of it is your fault. And I have defended Antonio Brown a lot. But when you got the things that you have that's just backing up, prime example with the, with the helmet. Tom Brady couldn't wear his helmet. You know what he said? Well, I guess it's got to do with the league says. They say I can't wear the helmet. I can't wear the helmet. You tried to take him to court. Yeah. Like you, you, you was like, I want to wear this helmet. So leading up to that, Antonio Brown is out of the league. He has been out of the league this year, and I still will put him top five wide receiver in the league right now. If yeah. he put on a uniform, he would still be top five. You know who else could have used him this weekend? The New England Patriots. Yep. They definitely could have used Antonio Brown. You know who else could have used him? The Philadelphia Eagles. The problem is, Antonio Brown, none of these teams can use you because you keep knocking yourself. You keep putting yourself out of the league. Just go somewhere, bro. Sit down. Be calm for a minute. Listen to somebody to tell you, hey, bro, we're going to have to totally repair your image and bring you back into We We got to do... Some, something to get you back, but you got to shut up, and you got to get yeah, off social media, and you damn sure can't be making no damn videos called Whole Lot of Money, which is trash. Let me tell you something. Y'all know if you've seen this video that Antonio Brown has out. Have you seen this new video called Whole Lot of Money? Is it a music video? Yes. Oh, oh, nah. Hey, bro, I'm kind of cool off of music videos after I've seen the whole Eminem, uh, Nick Cannon stuff, so is it, this, is it that bad, bro? Bro, let me tell you something. <laughs> let me tell you something, E. I would rather be downrange. Oh, Lord. Iraq burning boo boo, if you know what I mean. Yeah, I know what you mean. What, 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 what was it? In an ammo can? Huh? In an ammo can? What? <laughs> I would, you, you see what I'm saying? I'd rather pull guard duty. For twenty, I mean, for for for, for twenty days. I was gonna say twenty out, twenty days straight. <laughs> I'm guard. Bro, listen, I put it like this: I would rather listen to Skip Bayless talk yeah. about anything than to watch yeah. that video, bro. Listen, I would, I I would tongue kiss Kim Kardashian in the mouth. 
knowing oh, I've seen the Ray J tape. <laughs> <laughs> then to listen to Antonio Brown rap. And what's next? I think the next video coming out, what is it? I'm, uh, no More White Women in 2020? I'm done, bro. I can't oh, even nah. do this guy no more. He's my sports dummy. Alright, so I don't know if this is a dummy move on the player or on the league itself. My sports sports business podcast, Big Dummy, gotta go to Dwight Howard slash the National Basketball Association, bro. Did, so the league announced today that Dwight Howard will be entering in the slam dunk competition this All-Star break. Bro, Superman was over 10 years ago. That was like 2009, 2010. Dwight Howard ain't played basketball all last year. Like, this is a liability. Like, I don't want to see this man jump and he had like what three back surgeries? So this man about to do a couple of dunks, and then he gonna be on IR this year. Like, what are y'all doing? That's the best y'all could have did. Now, granted, I get it. The slam dunk competition ain't what it was, but come on, bro, you out here getting Dwight Howard who took a hiatus for ten years. Like, what's he gonna do? I'd rather see Javale McGee in the dunk contest before I see Dwight Howard. Like, what are you doing? What well, are you doing? Looks so weird to me. He looks so weird. Yeah, I didn't mean to cut you off, but he just looks weird. I apologize. Between wearing number thirty nine to the little the the dread tips, sometimes he got the little poof joint hairstyle, the two cornrows, uh, uh, all these tattoos out of nowhere. Like, bro, what are you, these high shorts? Like he wear where he like he done stole John Stockton shorts. Uh, he like out a of stud. <laughs> <laughs> so. <laughs> So I, 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 I just don't know. I don't know what the NBA was thinking when I want to know who called who. Did the league call Dwight Howard? I'm like, hey man, we need you to get in this dunk contest because ain't nobody watching the NBA. We just ain't got nobody to throw out in this dunk contest. Or did Dwight Howard call the league office and like, yo, I need to get my name out there because I'm on a non-guaranteed contract and I need some extra money because I got 15 kids to be. So I need help right now. So put me in the dunk contest. Like, what are you all doing, man? Like, you got uh, John Morant. Uh, you got the kid from Atlanta. That's the best y'all can do is Dwight Howard? I wonder if he had to get a pool from LeBron. I, I mean, he out here holding uh, a camera phone for LeBron uh, LeBron James's uh, chalk dust uh, ceremony before the uh, game starts. So he might as well have gotten a pool from LeBron. He, I mean, he looks, he's, I hate to see what Dwight Howard has become. Bruh, it's just a try. He played in Houston for a hot season too. So it's I mean when he was here, he ain't had no booty injury though. Like he had when he you know what? Go ahead. My baby. Yeah, so I just I, I, I don't I don't know how this is I, I, the league has just made the slam dunk competition into a complete joke. Nothing nothing against Dwight if this was Superman Dwight, but this is Superman. I mean, I don't know what they doing doing this, bro. I would not have it. Can I can oh, I give man. a can, can I give a, like a bonus um, a, a bonus dummy of the day? Might as well, man. Bonus dummy, the bonus dummy of the day goes to the Minnesota Timberwolves. Have you seen the average attendance of the Minnesota Timberwolves game? No, <laughs> is it that bad? Is 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 fifteen thousand right? Fifteen thousand. Fifteen thousand people in the, <laughs> the average attendance. Do you know what the average attendance for wait? So Bronny James go to Sierra Canyon, right? Canyon? Yeah, yeah. Sierra Canyon. Yeah, Sierra Canyon in California. The average attendance for for their games is seventeen thousand. Shut up. Okay. Are you serious? Seventeen thousand is the average attendance for 
their games and because where are they playing these games at, bro? They, they they had to move a lot of them. They've been playing a lot of them in the bigger uh, bigger arenas. They they, yeah. they look like they look like St. Vincent St. Was it St. Vincent St. Vincent St. Mary's? Yeah, yeah. They look like St. Vincent St. Mary's that team when LeBron his junior senior year. You know they they could mm-hmm. no longer play home games at home. Yeah, anymore. yeah. They Good. were playing. Nice. I think they, if I'm not mistaken, they were playing at uh, Cavalier Stadium. Uh, Quick and Loans or the Gund Arena, whatever they used to call it back in the day, the Gund Arena. Bro, listen, let me tell you something. I I, I forgot the Cleveland after uh, Brad Daugherty and Craig Elo and Mark Mike Price, Price. yeah, and Ron Harper, which yeah. by the way is very like Ron Harper was underrated, bro. They didn't wasn't get he Ron an All Star to deserve. I I don't know, but I know he played defense like it was nothing. He was a beast, bro. Bro, he. Bro, his his defense was immaculate. But anyway, uh, so yeah, so now Sierra Canyon is starting to um, you get know, more tennis in NBA NBA teams now. Jeez Louise. Well, so yeah, I mean it's it's a lot of hype around Bronny Jr. and uh, Zaire. So uh, we'll see what they end up doing. But man, I didn't Zaire know. can ball too. He's he's polished, bro. He's really polished. Well, um, and it's somebody else that's there too, though. Somebody else. Scotty Pippen's son, and I believe Kenyon Martin's son too. It's like four and graduated. Okay, so it's Scotty Pippen's son then. Yeah. So yeah. it's it's, it's I think the the pair I think the, the shift of the, the league culture is kinda, you know, you got a lot of these players' sons that are starting to a lot of former NBA players or current NBA players, like kids that are that are hey, starting to utilize the tutelage of what they've been learning. Yeah, what's up? Shout out to Kendrick Perkins, eight year old. Have you seen him? He's a <laughs> that little chubby sucker is a <laughs> Why am I not surprised by that, man? But uh, hey, hey, but on a quick serious note, man, uh, from two vets, man, I think there is, I believe, over 5,000 soldiers that got deployed over the last 48 hours, 48 to 72 hours, man. So on a serious note, I see a lot of memes out here talking about if they got drafted or if they got called, what would they do? But let's just put it like this. Y'all ain't got to do it because we have people that are that make up less than 1% of this nation that actually volunteer to do it. So um, all the memes and stuff is funny, it's cute, but let's let's just keep it 100. Like these soldiers' lives are literally on the line. It's gotten to the point where their soldiers can't even take their cell phones to let their family members know where they're at. So just keep that in mind when you're out here sending these memes and thinking it's a joke because because of these people, because of what me and BB did, y'all are able to send out those memes and things like that. So um, thoughts and prayers go out to our battle buddies to our left and to our right that are downrange, uh, holding it down on a mission that they don't even know what they're doing out there yet. So um, keep your heads low out there and keep doing your thug this and we'll see you on the flip side, man. Amen, brother. Hey, whore. Yeah, so other than that, with that being said, man, this is the first one of the first uh, of the new decade in the world in the 20s, man. I can't wait to do it again. BB, special plug for your sports uh, talk with Big Sarge podcast. Um, that's coming out, I believe, sometime this week. So if y'all like this, it's it, basically it's the same thing, but just BB with more of a Houston style, uh, more local. Don't forget huh? the pettiness. Don't forget the pettiness. And the pettiness. Very, very petty, but the pettiness is super duper funny. So check him out. It's a dope podcast. So, hey, with that being said, my name is Eric Compton, a.k.a. Mr. Town Business. You can find me at Money Compton on the ground. You can also follow me on the Twitterverse, Eric T. Compton. BB, show them where to find you at, man. You can find me at Big Star Sports with a Z uh, on Twitter that's, or BigStarSports.com. Um, and you can also find me at Big Star Sports 
on the YouTube. Hit the notifications button for this podcast, man. When you all hear it, listen to it on your work. Tell three friends about it. Other than that, man, we out, bro. I'm out.